I'm Ed Turner. I'm the CEO of King West Resources Limited. Uh, we're an ASX listed company. We're a junior gold and nickel explorer in, uh, with two projects in Western Australia. Ed, good to have you over here. Um, we, should, we should let people know a little secret. You, you, these are all new clothes, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Didn't quite go to plan, according to plan. Yes, I won't, I won't mention Qantas, but um, yeah, my luggage is somewhere between Australia and Fantastic, but, but you survived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brand new clothes. Um, I, I have some sympathy that happened to me a long time ago, yeah. and it was, uh, it, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, but you've been here, you spent the last two days at the one-to-one -one conference, yeah. meeting new investors, um, maybe some industry people too. How did it go? What did you get out of it? Oh, very good. Um, yeah, particularly good feedback from uh, people who really understand the gold industry, um, mm -hmm. and particularly the geologists, so I can go in a bit more detail, and they understand the, uh, the geological model and the rationale behind it, behind our exploration programs and, and what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. But also, you know, experienced investors, they they really um, seem to understand the message and what we're what we're aiming to do. Yeah. Aussie uh, juniors have had a good time of it. So Aussie gold juniors, especially in, yeah. in Australia, exchange rates helped helped a lot. But uh, you're coming over here to Europe, and what 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 do you say to the shareholders? It's it's money well spent because we've introduced ourselves to a new audience who may invest. Yep. into the ASX exchange. Has that happened? Uh, yeah, we, we haven't had too many investors from this part of the world so right. far. It's mostly been Australia and Southeast Asia. Right. Um, but we still consider that we're very undervalued for the assets that we do have and, yep. the, and the potential upside for our projects as we explore and continue to find gold and, and potentially nickel. Exactly. So we think there's a lot of upside and we'd like to get some expose yourself to a larger uh, investor base. Fresh blood. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, let's talk about you. Um, give me a bit about your background, um, first of all. Sure. I'm a geologist by profession. Um, I've had 34 years in the industry, um, base metals, gold, uh, in Australia, Romania, Ukraine, Brazil, various countries in Africa, mm. mostly in Western Australia. Um, so I'm a passionate explorer, um, number one, but I've also uh, worked in mining. Right. And the last five years as uh, CEO for this company and another company. Who's the other company? Galena Mining. Okay, yeah, we've had them on the show. Yeah. I think previously. Yeah. Um, who are you ably supported by? You're, you're the technical guy. Who else is on the team? Yeah, now we've, we've had um, Greg Bittar has joined our board as a non-executive chairman late last year. Um, like yourself, he's a banking and finance background, mm -hmm. so that brings a bit more diversity to the board. Uh, we have Jonathan Downs, who's also a geologist, and mm -hmm. worked with him previously at Galena as well. And then Ash Operate, who's a um, Kalgoorlie-based businessman, mm -hmm. a very um, well-known identity in the eastern goldfields, mm -hmm. and has many years in uh, associated with running mining companies and in, uh, doing deals in the mining industry as well. Right, okay. So your project's just sort of north of uh, Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. Um, and uh, tell me about the origins of that. How did you pick it up? Yeah, we actually picked it up from Horizon Minerals, um, so Good. they're still a, a majority shareholder, 15% yeah. our largest shareholder. Uh, they were basically doing other corporate deals, they had too much land um, basically to manage. Mm. Uh, so Menzies and Goongarry become available several years ago, two and a half years ago. Uh, we immediately recognised the great potential. Um, Menzies has got a fantastic historic production of 800,000 ounces at 19 grams per tonne, so extremely high-grade gold. And we saw the opportunity there, and then Goon Gary also as part of the deal. 
and a much more green fuels ex exploration. Right. I mean, you, you, you set those numbers out, 800,000 ounces at 19 grams per tonne. Sounds fantastic, but you, that, that's not what you're averaging at the moment. So what, what, what's the project which you're trying to bring forward, or the projects, because you're multiple assets? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, what means is when we acquired it, um, uh, had a small resource base of 170,000 ounces. Right. Since then, our, our objective is to get that back into production, but we needed to grow those um, resource ounces. So in the last two and a half years, we've managed to get that up plus 500,000 ounces. Mm -hmm. We don't need to get to a critical mass to build a mill uh, because there's lots of mills within yeah, trucking distance. So yeah. now, uh, and there'll be a lot more opportunity to grow those resources further out depth and, and, and increase those with um, higher grade um, resource ounces because right. we're limited by drilling currently. But right now we're looking at how we can commercialise that half a million ounces and get it back into production by some sort of profit share, uh, joint venture arrangement or um, a, a deal with an existing mining company that has an access to a mill. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So explain what it is because you've got, you've got that 500,000 is, is made up of rest of satellite um, assets, right? Yeah. And, you know, some bigger than, than others. So yeah. what, what's the plan? Because you, you kind of well, go up, the strike length is, is huge. Yeah. Uh, well, about 60% of it is basically in, in one yeah. group of deposits are all joined up. Yeah. So that's the logical place to start from. You know, I'm only talking about open pitable resource ounces. Um, the logic place is to make that one big pit. Okay. There's a, a small pit there right now, but a lot of it hasn't even been mined from surface. So right. it's a very straightforward process to recommence mining there. They're in granted mining leases as well. So we need to go through the permitting process, which mm. normally takes about six months. That's the, and, and then some of the other resources are within the vicinity, several kilometres away. Mm. One of them, Yundaga, for example, mm. there's an existing pit there. But actually make more sense to mine that from underground because we can just go to the bottom of the pit, put in a decline, yeah. go straight into the ore. And so we have a higher grade resource also for that. Right. Besides a, a lower lower grade resource. So tell me about that. So the what's the average grade for the open pit uh, versus the underground? The, the resources open pit is one point three, but you right. you wouldn't mine all of that. You'd mine it at more like two grams per tonne. Right. Maybe half of it at two grams per tonne. Okay. From an underground point of view, and depending on the cutoff grade, it could be circa four grams, maybe five grams, but we have resources at 3.6 grams per tonne, 4.5 grams per tonne. Right. So it depends on how uh, selective you want to be with that with that mining. There's okay. different different ways you can okay. tackle it. Yeah. But if, I mean, what I'm interested in is I have a, a company of, of your size and the, the capital that you've got access to yeah. and how you come about this. Because the Aussies have a, a slightly different mentality as they say from the North Americans yeah. in terms of the way they, they want to get into cash flow quicker, right? So. Um, what what is the, the the plan? What is the model that you feel that you're going to employ given where you're at today? Is, is it go for that open pit first, right? But we're working on, the, on numerous options there, right, and, okay. to, and we've got interest from various parties, and we're just trying to finalise that. Some are more interested in the underground, some are more interested in the open pitable um, resource. Mm. Probably the easiest one to get into production would actually be the underground. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's 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 readily readily available. You know, the access is good. You can drive to the bottom of the pit now and start a a, um, a decline. Okay. And get into production fairly quickly. So, and that's higher grade. So that means you can truck it further. Right. Uh, so the trucking costs less yeah. less important. Right. Yeah. Okay. So so let's talk about how you finance all of this. You talk about you know going finding industry partners. Yeah. So. Are you in conversations at the moment? How, how far advanced is, is all this? Because so yeah. it's quite shallow stuff, it seems, at the moment. And you talk about being restricted shallow. at depth. Yeah. And so yeah. what, well, what, what are the restrictions? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, so even the, the um, underground resource I'm talking about, the bottom of the pit is 120 metres. We've yeah. only drilled another 100 metres below that, yeah. and it's still open. So, right. But we got to a point where we thought it's not worth us continuing to spend money With on this your money. Okay. without getting uh, reward on the stock, the stock market. You know, we weren't really getting recognition for it. So yeah. rather than risk our own capital, we thought we'd look at uh, yeah, joint venture partners who would come in and put up all the, the money, basically, right. and then we can share the profits. So that's the ideal model at present. If that doesn't pan out, then we can look at doing it ourselves. But Okay, so you're, gonna, you're someone else's balance sheet or someone else's cash um, to... I, I guess create some kind of creative value for yourselves. So, what would a deal like that look like in your mind? Um, maybe for the underground, it might be um, they put up all the capital mm-hmm. and then we, we split profits 60% for them, 40% for us. Right. If it's an open pit, it's be more like a 50 50 profit uh, right. split. So, what, 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 what are you able to tell them though? In terms of negotiations, say, okay, here's what we know yeah. you're going to spend this amount of money yeah. to access this sort of grade yeah. and currently resource looks like X. I mean, what, 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 what? Yeah, well, they have to do their own DD and companies are doing their own DD. Okay. So but we provide all the information. We've got chalk resources and yeah. and supporting information, some uh, you know metallurgical information, for example, that right. proves that, that we're going to get 95% Good recovery. Okay. And we've done some environmental baseline surveys. There's, okay. there's no native title. It's granted mining leases. But they have to do their own DD and figure out what works for them. The different companies want to mine in different ways, yep. depending on what their you know, internal sort of uh, guidelines or, or hurdles are. Yeah. Um, and so that's a process, something that takes time for them. But uh, and then we try to reach some sort of agreement about timing and uh, right. scheduling and, and um, it, things like that's that. That's a good point you make. I mean, time is no one's parents. I mean, the markets suck at the moment for, for most things, most miners. Yeah. But most industries at the moment, but you've got to pick the right type of partner because if they go and do through, through their DD yeah. and they work out whatever numbers they need to attract, yeah. if they, they need to be able to go and get that capital, yeah, they need to be able to you know start a, a process in a timely fashion yes. for, you, for you to get some benefit from them. Because I, I imagine the announcement of a deal will you know you might see a rea- yeah. reaction to that, but yeah. only when these guys actually start going, yeah. you're not in control of that. Um, will you see you know further benefit down the line? So yeah. No, that's that, right. What type of company are you aiming for? Well, there has to be some sort of you know restriction on timing and yeah and quantity and and you know um, maybe cut off like we're, for example in the underground we're looking at like a deal where there's some cash up front as well. Mm. They must be in, in a production by a certain date. All these penalties and then they have a certain period of time or a certain number of ounces that, that is that caps their yeah their involvement. Or and then all we need to re- renegotiate the deal. Yeah. Or they have to walk away. So okay. there's different ways that like that, so they don't just sit on the asset, and we right. can't do a deal with with another yeah. party, you know, if something goes wrong. So there's there's uh, there's no definitive way of modelling right. that. Yeah, it's all subject to negotiation. But um, yeah. well, tell me about the ore body because underground mining specialist yeah. scales different from open pit clearly. Yeah. So yeah. it was obviously going to you know shrink the size of the audience that you could be you could be talking to. Yeah. So what 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 is known about the ore body? Yeah, although in the eastern gold fields, you know, you've probably got some of the best underground miners and open pit miners in the okay. world. So there's a lot of companies that are capable of doing it. Right. Yeah, but finding the right partnership is... is um, but presumably they're all local as well. So again, you, you can... Mostly, yeah, yeah but, but, okay. they're, but they're the best at mining well, these they types do. of deposits rather than a, a big international you know, Canadian company, for example, which sold the Superfit to Australian companies. Some of the Australian companies yeah. make much more money and recognising the, 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 the value of that and the, the multiple resources which weren't looked at from an okay. underground point of view. 
Um, yeah, but so the, the, that Yandaga, for example, that's very straightforward. It's basically like a train track, you know, you the whole body was just two to four metres wide. Yeah. You know, four, four or five hundred metres long. Yeah. You won't mind all of that. You can go into high grade and low grade. Yeah. So they need to do inf- get down there and do some infield drilling to give themselves more confidence. But once you're on the on the load on the ore body, yeah. it's it's visual. You know, it's easy to follow. Right. And, and can you give me sort of a sense of the, the scale of the opportunity? Because obviously, yeah, maybe you can negotiate uh, some cash up front, and maybe it's, most of it's yeah. in shares. But you know, is there kind of a new to stream of cash at the point they can actually start processing it through whichever amount? Yeah. Um, for what's proven up to date, it's quite limited. You know, so mm. we're only talking. Um, you know, approximately fifty or sixty thousand ounces, but that's in that sort of first yeah. hundred meters below that. Yeah, that's really only about two years worth of production. But then it, it should continue at depth. It needs more drilling. So that um, there's a Princess May shoot, for example, at Yandaga, mm-hmm. which is not in that resource. Mm-hmm. That's a historic mine um, which finished before the Second World War. So from about nineteen hundred through to the Second World War, mm. that went down six hundred vertical meters, and that's still open at depth. Okay. And produce two hundred seventy thousand ounces at sixteen grams per ton. Okay. So, so yeah. there's a potential for more of these shoots. Maybe that's the best one. We won't find something like that, but you can get repetitions of these shoots. So that's the uh, the longer term objective is okay. to keep on exploring at depth and finding more of these. Okay. So you're an explorer. You're not a developer producer. The mo- the model for underground understood is it concurrently. Are you having conversations with regards to how you kind of finance the, the open pit opportunities? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Different groups, presumably. Yeah, usually. And, yeah. and where is that with regards to timing? Sometimes there's overlap between the, you know, the right. companies that do both. Yeah. And some are more interested in the open pit and some okay. more in the underground. So what's your timing on, on, on those? Well, we're, those? we're hoping it's a short to medium term, yeah. So right. we've been working on this for the, the last sort of year. Similar structures, financial, maybe some money up front, shares, yeah. et cetera, yeah. right? Yeah. Because people then say, "Well, what do you what do you do with that money when you do get it?" Yeah, well, right. <laughs> we're going to find more gold at Kingary. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so Kingary is our second project, and that's forty kilometres south of Mendes, ninety kilometres north of mm. um, Kalgoorlie. Same geological, you know, same greenstone belt, basically. Mm. So similar geology, but it's got the potential for much larger deposit. Mm. Um, we've made a discovery there out under the the salt lake. So it hasn't been effectively explored because eighty percent of the project is under salt lakes. Mm. And it's always been too difficult for, um, particularly junior companies in the past. There's a lack of available um, drill rigs. You know, they have to be track mounted. Yeah. And the tracks are two and a half metres wide. They're custom built basically for the environment. Yeah, it's a photo one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, they're, they're quite impressive actually, but um, it costs more to explore under the salt lakes. And so it's only when there's more readily available, um, you know, money like in the last, you know, three or four years. Um, that um, companies like so us. How have you, why is it more expensive? Because I get with, with through the drill, but I can say what, what, what work's been done there in terms of lidar or mag surveys or however you've come up with it. Basically, mag surveys, okay, fine. and then you project the geological observations from. Done. So you've got yeah, targets outside. It was, it was conceptual targets. Oh, we've, we've proven this gold there, and we're actually right. at the diamond drilling stage now. But okay. it was an interesting process to go through because uh, our consultant geologist, who has been around since the. No, certainly the 70s, <laughs> 80s, no, early 80s. Yeah. He, uh, he worked around Canana Bell in the mm. early days and he recognised the similarity. So it was an analogue for Canana Bell, which is a six and a half million ounce deposit. Mm-hmm. And so it's a fairly small footprint, so like 500 metres by 300 metres. Mm. Um, so the lithostructural setting 
he recognised under the lakes when we interpreted the magnetics and could mm -hmm. see all these uh, faults which are similar to um, at Canaanabelle and the host rock being this conglomerate unit which we could see on the magnetics. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I think this is really good. So we went out there and you can't systematically do uh, like ge geochemical soil samples uh, like you can on land, which yeah. is, you know, just the first pass to see if there's any gold there at all. Yeah. But we did dig, dig go out and dig some pits and you have to dig down through this gypsum layer to get into the older sediments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got some elevated um, responses, exactly where he interpreted the best uh, structural setting to be, like right. 360 parts per billion. That's very high for geochem. That gave us the confidence to get the air core rig out there because okay. you have to drill through the lake sediments to get into the bedrock. Mm. Um, and in the centre there, it's an old paleo drainage channel, so it's an old river, mm. river system. Um, and that's like 80 metres deep in the middle of the lake. So we had to go through these lake clays, mm -hmm. through these mm -hmm. sands, and these quartz gravels. Mm -hmm. Imagine this old, old tropical river system full of sands and boulders and things like that. And got into the bedrock, and we actually got gold. We've proven we've got gold over two kilometres strike length and one kilometre across strike. So that's a big system. Yeah. Um, and getting sniffs of gold all place, <laughs> transported alluvial gold and in bedrock. Now we've just started the diamond drilling program because we really need to drill deeper into that bedrock mm -hmm. and find the primary source, figure out the orientation of the, the mineralised veins and the structures. Right. So that's just commenced. And we're, um, Is this this 4,000 metre drill program that you're... Yeah. Right, okay. And um, how, how much money is that? Is it cheap trailing? The whole program's $1.2 million. Yeah. Okay, and so how, how are you for money? Obviously you've got that, that 4,000 metre program um, lined up. Yep. That's yeah, funded, right? That's right. Um, and, and like that finishes when? And when do we sort of say? Hopefully results? by the end of the July we'll finish that. We will continue on it if we get some good results. We, we can keep drilling. Okay. But yeah, yeah, we have to look at uh, refreshing that. Yeah, the, the tin after that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and absolutely. So, in, in, and how long would a program like this last in terms of like de developing that asset out to a stage where you tr presumably try and bring someone else in? That's, that seems to be oh, that, that could be quite a way down the track to actually prove out the resources. Once we figure out the primary controls on the mineralisation, then yeah. we can drill it, we can pattern drill it. But yeah. we've got various targets over that two kilometres by one kilometre. Mm. And, and we do know there's bedrock mineralisation in three different host rocks already. Okay. But so the main one is the conglomerate in the centre. Yeah. So we need to effectively test that and then test where we've got um, dolerite hosted mineralisation and then there's a felsic schist and another part of it. Yeah. So there'll be multiple mineralised zones. Yeah. It's the, yeah, the, the, the challenge is to efficiently track down the, uh, you know, the, the gold in the bedrock. Right. So that's a bit of a, um, you know, we're very nimble with this, this drilling program. You know, as we learn things, as we go, we can change, alter the program. But um, if we get onto something, then then we can just say, right, yeah, uh, Go and raise enough money to drill out to uh, resource levels, and, and then that that would we'd be a much much bigger company by then. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get it. Given we, we can sort of see this kind of cookie cutter approach to how you yep. you're explorers, yep. right? You know what you are, yep. okay? And therefore, Cheryl, I know what I'm investing in. Yes. Here, okay, yep. is you know when these moments will come, I when these yes. When, yeah. Whether the separate JVs or farmers or how you yeah. set up these yeah. these these, these um, projects is it's going to be every couple of years there'll be a moment. Yeah, it, it feels like well, and you will continue yeah. to. Well, most of the, the really important moments should happen in the next three months. Okay. Yeah, three to four months. So, give me, give me the, go on. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, I, I hate to put timelines on it, but uh, by the end of this program, we should have a, 
a much clearer idea about what we do have and what we don't have at Q and Gary. Okay. Yeah, and, and potentially we we'll have a commercial deal on Menzies. Right. That's what we're looking for. So, and that might finance ongoing um, exploration at Q and Gary, or if we have success at Q and Gary, we'll get a big lift in the share price and we can raise this money without being too dilutive to the existing share. Yeah. Look, I, I don't. I don't want to sort of. Um Get into the world of you know forecasting yeah. whether the market will react to these countless oh, yeah. moments because I think sometimes they come, they come and go and the market yeah. doesn't really sure. care right. But it's more about what you can control and if the, if the model makes sense and yes. you know seems yeah. perfectly reasonable expectation the model will will work. Yeah. Um, what it funds you to be able to do in terms of you know delivering the, the next catalyst moment and the, and the catalyst moment after that. Sure, so yeah. we we can see you going forward in terms of your growth profile. Uh, sure. Benefiting from these joint ventures, yep. finding the next project, taking it to a certain point, bringing another partner, and so on and so on and so on. That, that's that's what I should expect from from you, and yep. hopefully you get some accretive uh, yeah. kind of growth profile yeah. off the back yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Goon Gary first, it's proved that the model is correct, and we've yep. got these primary, yeah, you know, some nice sexy intersection basically goal that right. we can continue to grow. Yeah. Then. It's hard to say how long it would take to to, uh, to estimate resources because it'd be yeah. quite a lot of follow-up drilling to to do that. But that would be another yeah. um, key moment. But uh, I, if if we find what I hope and expect to find, mm. then that would it's a bit hard to predict. It'll just grow and grow and grow and grow. You know. Mm. Um, so that's that's the. The, the, the main focus right now, but right. then we also have um, some nickel exploration um, targets. Well, tell me about that. And good grades as well, right? Yes. Yeah, high grade stuff, you know, over, you know, reasonable yeah. intercepts, yeah. you know. But um, are you spending much time, money, effort on that? Or not, you not compared to, to the gold. No. Stay focused. No, no. The gold's the main focus, but the nickel's right next door, you know, and, and so. Is that a spin out? Is that, do we, are you, oh, you the guy to move that forward? We haven't considered that yet. We, right. we, we, first, we want to prove that the nickel's there. So, yeah. Um, once again, we realised the, uh, that the, the Highway Ultra Mavi has mm. fertile commodities in there, which is the, the host rock for the nickel sulphide right. mineralisation, which has been proven on, um, a long strike outside of our, our This is off to the east of Menzies, right? The east, eastern side of Gungarry. Gungarry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Gungarry, it's just a few yeah, yeah. kilometres to, to the east. Still right. under the Salt Lake. Okay. Yeah, but we found, we, we knew it was there. It was interpreted the position from the magnetics once again. We've done first pass air core drilling, 8,000 metres, just to pin down exactly the extent of the commodities mm. within them. We found it's actually wider than mm. we anticipated from the magnetics. So that's good. And then we test it for, um, you know, with air core, you, you, you don't expect all grade mineralization. Yeah. But we've got, um, you know, half a percent, plus half a percent, yeah. and numerous drill holes, which is certainly elevated. And it's not lateritic nickel. Yeah. It's definitely sulfide related. Yeah. Uh, in semi fresh or fresh, fresh rock. Yeah. So we've got that over numerous areas. We've proven that there's a two and a half kilometer stretch in the northern area, 1.7 kilometers in the southern area. Um, that needs follow-up electromagnetic surveys mm. to actually test for conductors. So you get conductors, uh, you know, yeah. associated with the nickel sulfide. So, but importantly, those two areas they're much shallower under the lake. So there's only maybe ten to twenty meters of lake cover, yeah. and it's quite dry. Yeah, and then you go into virtually semi-fresh um, to fresh uh, material. So. Yeah. Those sorts of results, first pass, are highly encouraging because they're basically where we, we expected them to be too. Yeah. So they, they, they support the model. Okay, but given, given the nickel market at the moment and prices, metal prices going yeah. through the roof there, it's very, very topical. And people try, and we're told every week that there's just not enough nickel for yeah, exactly. uh, to meet, meet demand. How much more work 
and given you say it's not focused for you, how much more work do you think you need to do on that? How much more money do you need to spend on, on, on that to be able to say to a group, here's here's something, let, let's again, yeah, cookie sure. cutter approach, let's start, yeah, yeah. give me some money. Well, electromagnetic survey, maybe about that's approximately $200,000 $200, and it would take a, a month or two. Right. Is so that attractive you, to someone else? Would they step in off the back of that? Use their balance sheet, um, use their cash? I'm not sure I wouldn't want them to. <laughs> no, right. no. Okay. We want to, then we'd follow up with drilling and, and, and try to pin down the, um, the nickel sulfides. You want to control it for now? For, absolutely, for the exploration, more t until you get to the development stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nick, nick of the mine's not going anywhere soon. No. Exactly. So, hang yeah. on. Okay, well, it's fair enough, fair and, enough. And we did get some gold hits out there as well, so that needs follow-up, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So you're going to have to fill up the coffers at some point pre-end yeah. pre of the year, probs? Yeah. Oh yeah, after July, I think. After, after July, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's going to keep this thing going. Market's a bit tricky at the moment. Um, yeah. So, you, how, do you, how do you get that balance? Because well, no one's got a sense of when that's going to turn or anything. Yeah. But you've got to watch the speed at which you spend capital, yes, exactly. Yep. And then react to the market. Because you don't want to be raising money at these uh, prices, do you? No, no, ideally not. No, we, 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 we consider these. Continually, you know, we're always yeah. watching this and considering our options. There's a well, lots of different ways you you understand you, you, that you it, can raise money. Are you, are you big in this company? I mean, you, you hold shares. Have you ploughed a lot of your own personal yeah. wealth into this? Not a huge amount, but as much as I can afford. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no it's, it's a percentage. Yeah, that's yeah, the most important yeah. thing, right? No, you're, everyone involved, including our geological team and our junior geologists, that bought shares and yeah. and our consultants and yeah, and, and the board of directors. How much the management hold as a percentage? Uh, it's approximately 5%. It's, okay. it's not as much as um, it would be if we listed the company, but we, we took over the shell two and a half years ago, so yeah. I didn't get on, on the ground floor, so to speak. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Okay, fine. And, and this predominantly retail, Aussie retail story, is it? Mostly, yeah. yeah. Right. And does that, I mean, what does it take to kind of get the institutions in Australia moving? Because obviously there's so many gold stories out there, there's a lot of choice. Yeah. Is that important to you? Not necessarily, no. We, but we do want some, you know, some bigger, longer-term investors, certainly, mm. and not, you know, not totally relying on the retail. Yeah. yeah. So that's just part of the reason we come to to London. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I I wish you well. Um, and you're you're where are you off to next? You're somewhere. Um, Trying to, trying oh, yeah. to take a holiday for a week. Take, take a holiday for a week. Well, well done, holiday. Yeah. Um, back in Oz, hopefully with a new set of clothes. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> good, good luck with that. You're going hiking, so uh, hold yes. your kit. Yeah. Uh, for that as well. Good luck yeah. with that one. Thank you. Uh, some sympathy. Um, but thanks for your time today. Um, interesting story. Kind of, I'm always intrigued by these models about you know yeah. how you say agile and, and yeah. react to yeah. uh, opportunities ahead of you. We wish you well. Thank you.